March 19th, and the first episode here of the Wheaton Watching quite a bit took a week off because of midterms and then spring bake for everybody this past week, so didn't really have the time or a lot of material to go off of for the time in particular, and uh, the most important thing is, though, we're back with another episode today, last day of spring break for everybody here at Wheaton College. As always, I'm your host, Jackson Walsh. Thanks for being with us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. A lot of action going on. A couple of teams going down south to get some spring break action in, others staying around here. And one big event coming up for one of the teams here at Wheaton College is the Artistic Swim Team. They'll have their biggest event of the year coming up Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and Saturday. It's Nationals, the U.S. Collegiate Championship. That'll be in Westmont, Illinois at Ty Warner Park. So good luck to the four girls that compete on the artistic swim team here at Wheaton. That should be a really good week of competition out in the Midwest. Continuing with the theme of swimming in Nationals right now, it was the NCAA D3 Swimming National Championships for both the men and women taking place in Greensboro, North Carolina this past week. And for the second consecutive year, the um, Wheaton College sent some women to nationals. Reese Hartman, Madeline Eller, Lily Watson, and Katie Walls all back at the NCAA Championships this year. They were qualified as a relay team for this, the four of them. And they had a spectacular finish to what was a dominant year for women's swim and dive here at Wheaton. They placed 10th nationally in the 200-yard medley relay. They advanced to the NCAA consolation final, the championships off of that. So quite the finish to a phenomenal season for those four women and the whole entire women's swim and dive team. Really long season just wrapping up a couple days ago. They go... Um, for competing-wise, from late October all the way till mid to late March. So a grueling long season coming to an end with some success. So congratulations to them. And um, I meant to say this at the beginning before I get into any more Wheaton College athletic stuff. A quick shout-out to a couple of local New England teams um, making some noise this past weekend. Uh, the women's Final Four for basketball featured two New England teams, pretty local and close to home too. Smith out of the New Mac lost in the Final Four last night to Transylvania, and then also falling was Rhode Island College. The Rick woman making it all the way to the Final Four, their best finish in school history. Um, both of those New England teams falling in the Final Four, so congratulations to them on a great season as well. Probably safe to say the hottest team on campus right now, the Wheaton College baseball team. Haven't gotten to talk about them fully yet on the show, so excited to do that. Reigning New Mac champions off to an 8 and 2 start this season. They've already played 10 games, just got back from the Florida trip last night at 3 a.m., late flight in to Providence. Uh, before they had went down to Florida, though, they played three games up north, all at a neutral site in Northboro. 
An 11-5 win over Nichols. A 5-0 loss to Brandeis. And then another 15-6 win over Nichols. Zach Kalisis on the mound. That first game against Nichols got the win. And then game two, a tough luck loss for the starter, Ryan McCarroll. McCarroll pitched great that game. Five and two-thirds innings, only allowing two hits, one earned run, two walks, and eight Ks. And that was a tough luck loss for him. Uh, bullpen came in and blew that game, to say the least. Um, four earned out of the pen for that game. Just couldn't hold on to beat Brandeis. Tough loss there, but then bouncing back with a nine-run win over Nichols. Liam Goldthwaite, the starter in that game, he got the win. Going five innings of three-hit ball with just two runs allowed and five strikeouts. And Kevin Brady, the hitter of the game that game. Um, five RBIs for Kevin Brady that game. It was highlighted by a grand slam when it was just a one-run ball game in the middle innings. After those three games up north, the team headed down to Florida for over a week. They had their first game Saturday. Um, that was March 11th. And lost that game to Coe College out of Iowa. 9-3. It was a much closer ball game than that. Coe kind of blew it open due to some errors and a couple of hits strung together for Coe. In the bottom of the six, they had five runs. A.J. Gindin in the leadoff spot had two hits. Tom Ambrosoni batting ninth had two hits as well. Uh, Zach Kalisis took the loss on the mound that inning and good pitching out of the bullpen from Zach Ferris, Matt Pizzelli, and Joe Mulhern in the tough 9-3 loss. And right after that game, things just changed for this ball club. Six straight wins. We'll talk about them all rapid fire right now. The day after, they took down RIT, Rochester Institute of Technology, 3-1. to one, And Ryan McCarroll followed up a solid start with another solid start. This time, 6-1-3, 4 hits, 1 earned run, 11 strikeouts. That one run coming on a home run towards the end of that outing for him. And hitting-wise, bats were kind of quiet. Not many hits across the board that day. Only five in total. Um, big one, though, was Rob Wharton in with a two-RBI knock to give the squad the lead at the time of the game. But a win's a win, even if you're not going to have that many in the hit column. That's what great pitching is going to get done for you. And then the day after that game, Monday, March 13th, a rematch of an NCAA regional matchup last year against SUNY Brockport. The team played them in the second game of the NCAA tournament last year, beat them 3-1, to one, and this time another win, 12-6 to six for the Lions over Brockport. Starter on the mound that day, Liam Goldthwaite, six innings, three runs allowed, three strikeouts, and the bullpen just shutting things down. Zach Nichols, Matt Pizzelli, Andrew Kalisis, and Max Pierce all combining to just allow one run out of the pen. And the bats got hot in this game. A lot of multiple hit games for some guys. Gindin had two hits. Nick Croto, the senior third baseman, had two hits. A four-hit day for Kevin Brady, including three RBIs. Rob Wharton in two hits. And then Kevin Matos, the 
Sophomore left fielder out of Lawrence, Mass. Had two hits as well. One of them was a home run for him. 12-6 over Brockport for the Lions. Then they went into their off day on Tuesday and then faced off against Westminster of Pennsylvania on Wednesday. 9-8 win for Wheaton in that game. Exploded for six runs in the first inning. And the bullpen got it done in this game. Um, Both starters for each side struggled early on. Good chunk of hits and runs for both sides. And then came to the bullpen to shut it down. And Josh Fisher, the sophomore transfer at a Fairfield University, three and two-thirds innings. No hits. Excuse me, one hit, no runs. Six strikeouts for Fisher. Joe Mulhern clean out of the pen along with Nichols and Max Pierce to secure the 9-8 win over Westminster. Kevin Brady on fire again. He had three hits in the game. Anthony Tiberio had two. So that's seven hits in just two games for Kevin Brady. Those games I just talked about. And then three more big wins. 16-4 over Crown College on Thursday, Ben Oliveira, the freshman, getting the start in that game. The bats were hot all around the lineup. And then a thrilling 7-6 win over Ithaca College, a very talented team. Probably the best team that we didn't face down there. That went into extras, and Will Haskell was the hero in that game. Walk-off single in the bottom of the 10th to win it. And having a pretty solid day yet again. Kevin Matos had two hits, and both of those were long balls for Matos. Two homers on the day. Impressive stuff from the sophomore. Then lastly, a big win over Benedictine yesterday on Saturday, 4-2, and Ryan McCarroll went 7-2 and thirds, allowing one run to pick up the win. He's 2-1 and one on the year, and he's absolutely cruising right now, and so is the squad. How much downtime for the baseball team, though? Eric Podbelski's squad will be back in action for their home opener Tuesday, 3-30 at Seidel Stadium against UMass Dartmouth, and then they'll go to UMass Dartmouth Thursday at Salem State Friday, and then they'll host Amherst Sunday, 1 o'clock first pitch at Seidel Stadium. Wheaton College softball team also down in Florida, and just like the baseball team, they had some pretty good success. They went 7-3 and three in the Sunshine State, opened it up Saturday, March 11th, just like the baseball guys did. And in that opening game, they took down Emmanuel 8-5. to five. What a game for them. Sophia Nauf in the circle, seven innings, only two earned runs. A fantastic day for her. And then Jill Setia, the catcher, was powering the offense. She had three hits on the day for Wheaton. And then they fell 5-4 to four to Carroll of Wisconsin that following afternoon. All doubleheaders down in Florida for the Wheaton College softball team. Then a doubleheader sweep on Sunday, 4-1 against Arcadia, and then 8-0 against North Park. 4-1 win over Arcadia was highlighted by Amber Arcan, the pitcher, going seven innings, just allowing one earned run. Then two hits from Arcan herself, helping out her helping out herself behind the plate, excuse me, not behind the plate, in the batter's box, I should say. And then Ashlyn Burt had two hits 
as well to lead the way for the offense. And then that game against North Park later in the afternoon. Knopf back in the circle. Only a five-inning game. And Knopf pitched one heck of a game. Five innings, two hits, seven strikeouts, no runs, and the win. And hits strung out between pretty much everybody in that game. Lindsey Oliveira, the junior shortstop, had two of them to lead the way. Team just kept rolling from there. The next day took down University of New England 13-5. And then Southern Maine 4-1. The squad just dominating the state of Maine that day. The following day on Tuesday, they faced off against Sewanee 5-1 win. And then an extra innings loss to Loris College, 5-3, to three, a heartbreaker. Rebounded, though, the next day on Thursday, took down fellow Massachusetts school Amherst, 4-3, to three, and then ended the trip with a loss Thursday afternoon, 9-7 to seven, to Ramapo. They're going to have a good chunk of time off, unlike the baseball team. They'll be back in action this coming Saturday. They'll be at home, so their home opener on the Clark Recreation Center against UMass Dartmouth first pitch at 12-2. and two. Make sure to check out the softball team, who's red hot at 7-3 and three right now. Turn it over to both men's and women's lacrosse. and Men's team kind of in a slump right now. They're on a four-game losing streak. Had a couple of games over spring break. They went out to... The Hudson Valley, Saturday, March 11th, they fell to Vassar 21-9. A really high-scoring affair out in Poughkeepsie, right around Marist College. And it's just a tough all-around game. Vassar's a very good squad. And some of the powerhouse offense offensive players on this Wheaton team just couldn't overcome it. Mike McLaughlin had three goals. Charlie Racine, who was actually... Um, had some pretty cool honors to his name a couple of weeks. You almost forgot about that, considering we haven't done the show in a while. He's named to the Division Three National Team of the Week for men's lacrosse. So a huge congratulations to Charlie Racine. That is very impressive. Uh, Shane Ross also had three goals in the loss to Vassar. And then another tough game this past Wednesday against Emmanuel, an 8-5 to loss. The Saints were on top. Um... In that game, scoring spaced out again, but the usual suspects, Shane Ross with three goals, and Racine had two to kind of highlight the Wheaton offense. And then they opened up Numac play this past Saturday, March 18th, a 14-4 loss to Springfield on Norton Field. Pride played excellent in the game. Wheaton struggled a little bit, couldn't get the offense flowing. 10-point loss starting off conference play is tough, but it's still early and you can bounce back from pretty much anything. Uh, They're going to have a week off before their next game now, under a week as I'm recording this. Next game will be up in Boston Saturday at Emerson, a 1 o'clock start for their second new Mac game of the year. The women's lacrosse team took a little spring break trip, not to play games though, just a little team bonding and fun going on. It was... Up in Milton at the Blue Hills Reserve, a little bit of camping from what I've heard, and all around a fun time 
is what the word around is. Um, they had their first conference game, just like the men, this past Saturday. 18-3 route of Clark on the road up in Worcester. All-around dominant game for the Wheaton woman in that. Rick Harvey had two goals. Lara Finney with four. She was also just recently named Numac Women's Lacrosse Player of the Week, so congratulations to Lara, a former guest on this show just a couple of weeks ago, her and Cam Grandel. Then in net, Emily Kelly got the win. Three goalies all got some action going on and didn't get to see a lot of shots because the Wheaton defense just overpowered Clark. Emily Ungian had two saves. Katie Geis with three, and then Kelly got the win in net. Next game coming up for the Wheaton woman will be Wednesday. Oh, their host, Keene State. 7 o'clock start on Norton Field, and then they'll have another home game Saturday for their second new MAC contest when they play host to Wellesley College for a 1 o'clock start out behind the Haas Athletic Center. Women's Tennis also on their spring break trip. They went out to California. And tough trip in terms of results for both sides. Didn't see a lot of action. They went towards the end of the week. The men went 0-2 on the trip, losing to Riverside City College 9-0, and then Principia 7-2 out west. They'll be back in action for a pretty pretty quick turnaround. Um, it'll be this Tuesday on the road down in New London at Connecticut College for a 3 o'clock start against the Camels. And then on the women's tennis side, obviously, I just mentioned that they were also out in California trying to jumpstart their year. They faced off against three different opponents. Tough results, 7-2 loss to Whittier, then a 7-0 loss to Westcliffs, and then to end the trip, they fell to Chapman, 9-0. And just like the men, they'll face off against Connecticut College. But instead, they'll be home while the men are on the road, so a 4 o'clock start. Not sure if that's going to be at the tennis courts or inside the Haas Athletic Center. You can go to WheatonCollegeLions.com to check that out for more information. That'll have updated information as we get closer to the start of those matches. That, that wraps it up for this week here on the Wheaton Watch. We'll be back next week. We're going to have guests or two on next week as well. Just didn't do it because had a lot to get to for the spring break stuff. Just got back from Florida late last night. A lot going on. Um, just want to give a rundown, though. Glad I was able to get this episode out. So go to WheatonCollegeLions.com for more information. And as always, I'm Jackson Walsh. Thanks for joining us this week. We'll be back next week, same time. Thanks for listening.